Alright, so hi there and welcome to Random Access Television, the podcast where we discuss a TV show that's depicted us at random by our vintage supercomputer. Let me get it fired up, make sure all the cards are in the right spot. Yep. Okay, now it's good. Uh, we put the name of every TV show into existence into. My name is Zach Wilson and here with me today is my co-host Joe Adalian, West Coast editor of Vulture. Uh, this time around, our computer has chosen for us the long-running morning talk show live! Exclamation point with Regis and Kathy Lee. Joe, what's love your... this show. Yeah, it's what's my year next year's resurrection. First of all, hello Zach. How are you? Hi, good. Good to hear you again. Um, and yeah, no, I I, um, I am definitely a fan of the old school uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. When I moved to New York, circa 1994. Four, mm-hmm. um, and went to work for the New York Post. My colleague at the time, uh, Michelle Greppi, a esteemed television journalist and eventual TV critic, she told me right away, it's like, the one thing you need to do, Joe, you need to watch Regis and, and, and Kathy Lee every day. Host Chad is the most important 50 minutes in New York. Everyone everyone watches it. You get, it's an institution. So, you know, if we were there in the newsroom or if I was working from home, whatever, uh, I would always try to watch Regis as much as possible. It was just, it was, in the 90s, uh, it was the show in New York, it was, and which made sense. It was sort of their version. It started out as sort of AM New York, and it became mm-hmm. this, and it really was very much the, the, the beating heart of New York City media. Wow. Yeah, I I think I've never actually seen a full episode of this particular version of the show. Um, ah, the and, best version. Yeah, and I just see, I but I know all the details because of listening to, I'm watching Saturday Night Live clips, I'm watching like Entertainment Tonight in the back in the day, and there was a, there was a Howard Stern kind of guy talk thing that I would show called uh, Don and Mike that I would listen to a lot, and they talked about it almost every single day because they were obsessively watching it too. So I know of Cody and. Uh, you know, all the random things about it. And they watched it all the way into the Kelly Ripa days. So, and, and uh, I've heard so many things. And one of the two guys, the, specifically of that Don and Mike show, did a really good Regis Philbin, Regis impression. So good that he once prank called Donald Trump and talked to him for about 20 minutes as Regis. <laughs> it was out of control. Exactly. It was like inviting him on Millionaire and everything and probably got really pissed when he figured it out. But... <laughs> Regis, well, later on, we'll tell you about my lunch with Regis. Uh, oh, but, okay. Um, but yeah, no. And, and look, Kelly Ripa did an amazing job eventually taking over as the co-host um, and then made it it's now basically her show. Um, but but really, Regis was sort of the beating heart of that show and the center of it. And and with uh, Kathy Lee, the two of them mm-hmm. just uh, just classic all-time TV couple. Yeah, uh, I mean. Wasn't really married, but they might as well have been. Right. They, they kind of acted like it. Um, mm mm-hmm. So that mean you know makes sense to me. Like I said, I know the only era that I actually significantly watched any of was right around the time my first kid was born. Was when uh, Kelly was between co-hosts, so I had the <laughs> rotating co-hosts, and she should have picked Jerry O'Connell. Damn it, that's my opinion. <laughs> Look, he was he needed to be ready for Pictionary one day. Yeah, I think he's on the talk now, isn't he? I think he's yes on the talk, but I think he's also on Pictionary, but maybe not. Maybe he's on both. I'm not sure. <laughs> that guy's been around forever. All right, so this is where we do our little history thing, a uh, little history of the show, in this case, the two hosts. Uh, so Regis Philbin, which is somehow his real name, was born August 25th, 1931 in New York City, but raised in the Bronx. Uh, he had the, one of the most Irish Catholic upbringings I've ever seen. He went to Catholic school his entire life, including going to Notre Dame for college. So after he got out of the Army, uh, he got his first job as a NBC page on The Tonight Show. 
nice way to start off your career there. Definitely. And then he got his first on-air gig by accident when he was the writer for a local talk show host in L.A., and the the uh, the host was too drunk to go on air, so they threw him up there. <laughs> I did not know that. So just a few short years after arriving in L.A., he got one of his first of many talk shows. It was cleverly titled The Rageous Philbin Show, started in 1961. He didn't have any money for a writing staff, so instead of prepared skits or monologues like something like a late-night show would do, he would improvise with the studio audience and later his co-hosts in that kind of talk segment, you know, where he would just kind of improvise for a while that I knew all about, even though I'd never really seen the show itself. Uh, 1964, the big time came calling as Westinghouse picked up a show for national late night syndication after Steve Allen's syndicated show uh, had ended, but it only lasted two months because nobody picked it up and he was fired and replaced by Merv Griffin. Ooh. Yeah, uh, probably not the last time he was replaced by Merv Griffin, but I didn't see any other exact details. Uh, meanwhile, in Paris, France, a military couple gave birth to a baby girl, Catherine Lee Epstein. Uh, the family would later move to Bowie, Maryland, where young Catherine, better known as Kathy Lee, would grow up. So she saw a Billy Graham movie at age 12, and she became a born-again Christian, to the point where she attended Oral Roberts University. And for one summer, he was even the living babysitter for anti-gay crusader Anita Bryant. I did not. I don't think I ever knew that Kathy Lee was born Jewish and converted. Me neither. Well, Found that out today. Wow, the things you learn watching, listening to random access television. Yeah, she was um, really big into the Christian scene in the '70s. She was her, her and her first husband were on the cover of magazines all the time. As a perfect couple, they got divorced in the 80s. But uh, so, <laughs> I knew about her Christianity. I didn't realize uh, how it started, but okay. Um, so during the 70s, during the time when she was doing all this, uh, Regis got his first network TV exposure as the sidekick on the Joey Bishop show. Ah, Joey. One of one, many, many strings of attempts to try to counter Johnny Carson's show with another late night talk show with the same script. Uh, True story. My grandmother uh, and grandfather lived or were friends sort of with Joey Bishop. I don't know how, but every once in a while, my mom will just drop Joey Bishop's name. Or maybe (laughs) it's some other person that I've confused it with. You know, old people like me, we we forget. But but I definitely know that Joey Bishop was was someone my grandmother met and and, and knew. So there you go. There you go. Joey Bishop. I, yeah, not... Not not a huge fan of him, but uh, so on the show. Oh he, well, that'll be a story for another day. Not not really. I mean, I've watched like two episodes of his. You know, uh, I watched the first season of his of his sitcom back in the day, and it didn't come off as particularly like. Oh, it, you didn't like it, okay? But you, you, he doesn't have some deep dark secret I'm not aware of. That's no, like he's I, not. I, you know, you haven't canceled him, Zach. He's just no. Although I I, I I just kind of assume everybody who started in the black and white days is cancelable for some opinion or another. Oh, they definitely did something. They yeah. absolutely did something illegal. So on the the Joey Bishop show, he played the sidekick in kind of an Ed McMahon Andy Richter style, but in this one, it was more Ed McMahon. Where or me? The well, yay! You're not a sidekick. You're a co-host. Oh well. The uh, virtually. <laughs> Well, unlike uh, this one, I don't sit there insulting you the entire time. Uh, that was hey kind of the shtick that uh, Philbin was in, and he wasn't particularly happy doing that, and the executives didn't like him because his accent was too thick. So huh. during one program in 1968, he went off script, went on a tangent about not being wanted, and walked off the set. Go Regis. A few days later, Bishop apologized on air, and Regis was back until the show was canceled about six months later. About a decade later, they both revealed this was a planned stunt to get ratings up. 
Oh, see, you know, then that's a roller coaster ride right there, Zach. Yeah. I was like, go Regis. I can't. And then it's like, nope, they were just, they were doing the, the, the 1965 version of clickbait. Yep, pretty much. They were doing the Andy Kaufman or wrestling video. bit. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh, fine. I'm, but I still love you, Regis. Uh, despite this failure, Regis never stopped working. He hosted local talk shows. He was on the radio. He did a couple of short-lived game shows. Uh, meanwhile, a, a young Kathy Lee picked up uh, some acting stuff. She was a singer on Name That Tune, singing Indeed songs she for was. like two or three seconds. Do, 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 do. Yes, exactly. Uh, I... She was also at this one. I, I had to look for footage and couldn't find any, unfortunately. She was part of the short-lived spinoff of Hee Haw, the Hee Haw Honeys. I did not know that. That's interesting. I could definitely see her being a Hee Haw Honey. I remember the Hee Haw Honeys. I did not know they had their own spinoff. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a like a summer replacement syndicated show that lasted like a year or two. Uh, so that brings us to 1985 in New York City where Regis was hosting a morning show called Cleverly The Morning Show uh, with a woman named Anne Abernathy. she just gotten married, decided she wanted to move back to L.A. and now needed a new host. And in comes Kathy Lee. And that brings us to the episode of Regis and Kathy Lee that we watched. It was from 1995. I forgot to write down the, the exact date, but I think it was sometime in February. May 22nd, I think. Oh, May. So late late in the season. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, so it was late in the season, and then they were getting ready to go to Branson, Missouri. Um, Branson, Missouri to meet Mel Gibson in Branson, which is just one of those click hole sort of things, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Now we should talk this show. This episode that we watched, I noticed right away was was because of that uh, thing was not the the typical episode, but it was it, 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 it plenty of flavor of it. But this one was sort of pre taped, so we we didn't get sort of all of the host chat. But we we absolutely and some of the segments were taped in advance. In fact, they uh, you know if you watch the episode, you can find it on YouTube. You know they sometimes change uh, outfits, especially at the final segment, oh. uh, because they cobble together um, some some pre taped interviews. I thought they were going to be runs, but I think they were all pretty fresh. Jennifer, oh, well, yeah. I won't give away what comes, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was there was five or six guests. There was just so many guests. It, so many I'm guests. assuming that's not normal either. I'm assuming they talked for no. more at the beginning. That's exactly. Normally, the first A segment would be about 15, 17 minutes long. It was sort of like, you know, that was that was the big thing. It was hard. The, the host chat just went as long as possible. It's sort of like, you know, the Rachel Maddow's A segment that goes on for 28 minutes without a commercial. They would front, row, front load that thing because that was sort of, that was the heart of the show. You came for, yes, you liked your guests, you liked your segments, you know, with, the, with you know, from the from your correspondence, you had your, you know, they would do remotes and do some other things throughout the course of the, of the show. Uh, but the heart, the reason you tuned in was what are, you know, because basically, you know, they were especially Regis, Regis was out there. He and Joy uh, were out on the town every night experiencing New York. They were seeing movies. They were going to parties. And they would tell that. And and I don't know, Kathy was just being Kathy Lee was just being a mom, I guess. I'm sure she was doing stuff, but she didn't talk as much about her social life. She did stuff, but not nearly as much as Regis. So she was raising her kids, which she would talk ad nauseum about Cody and the rest of them. Cassidy, uh, the, is that their, the second the, one? The Nepo babies. Cody, Cassidy, yeah. I think there was a third one she popped out at okay. some point. You know, she talked about Frank, of course. Right. Her, her husband was Frank Gifford. Uh, may he rest in peace. You know, um, it was, yeah. So it was just it was just this amazing drama of sort of like the two of their lives. You know, Regis out there sort of hobnobbing with the stars. and But always from a, he never gave the sense that he was, you know, well, we'll talk more yeah, about I, host chat later. But, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, just it started off with the host segment, which was, this one was pretty short. It was just... Uh, you know, they, they mentioned all the guests uh, and 
and then they they did a little thing where I, there's no it's all visual so there's no point in running a clip of their opening segment because it was all just pictures that kids had sent in of them but but in that segment right what was great was you really got a sense of their personalities right because mm-hmm. regis would sort of he would he would get snarky all of a sudden about what is kid what are you doing to me and then and then kathy lee would sort of try to goad him a little bit but say no that really looks like you're regis i mean they just had this wonderful playful banner that you could take something just showing pictures you know 25 30 pictures uh that different grade school kids had done of them um and it was it was fun it was just you know <laughs> because you know these first of all just seeing the pictures themselves you you, you do have mm-hmm. to see it to appreciate it but uh, they were great and just but just the way they presented it and just you know got right through it it was it was fun so what struck me about it so much and again i used to be kind of a radio file i used to listen to a lot of talk radio mm. because i had a uh, a job delivering pizzas for 45 hours a week so it was either i got sick of music pretty quick so it was just listening to talk shows um, there was still enough variety at the time that there were a bunch of howard stern wannabes and also like some semi-local talk shows that were sort of conservative but not too conservative so I heard a lot of that sort of stuff, and it just the formatting of this show, the way that they talk, it reminded me a lot of that, of oh, those sort of shows, it, of a radio show in particular, because they did a lot of, one of the, the maxims of radio is, you know, tell them what you did, and then tell them what you're about to do at the beginning and every, uh, every commercial break, and they would do that. It was like, coming up next is these five, you know, here's our five guests for today, and then at the end of the segment, here's our five guests for the day, uh, again. But then those later, those pre-taped segments, they, they didn't quite do those. I'm guessing also that, that when they did interviews, it wasn't like five or six guests an episode. No, no. That's the thing because it was usually two or three at the most. Um, yeah. When I saw the, the intro to the show and they said, oh, wait a second. How are they getting so many guests in here? And that's why. They, they didn't – and, you know, they had one pre-taped segment, uh, which we may talk about later. Um, uh, but, but normally they would sort of have like – you know, there would be some departments. They would, you know, they would maybe have a cooking demonstration mm-hmm. or they'd do some of those. They didn't do any of those. This was just sort of like – I, based upon when this this aired, like on a Monday, I think, or uh, Monday or Tuesday. What's interesting, there's, there's tell this was taped right before. This was taped probably on a Thursday or Friday, uh, or parts of it, because um, the daytime Emmys were that weekend before, right. and they had a segment about it. But it was clearly the show was done before that, because one of the guests actually refers right, yeah. to I'm going to be presenting at the Emmys. It's like, oh well, you've already done this. So yes, I have, for- uh, I have yeah. forgotten the names of pretty much all of the guests except for the the unknown, you know, the guest who was kind of new there. And it was uh, Jen, somebody. Yeah. What's Jenny? Jenny from the block? I don't know. No, it was Jennifer Aniston. Yes, of uh, currently the morning show. Ironically, um, yeah, yes, that's what she's known for in America. Yes, people think the morning show, yes. and she did a sitcom. Yeah, they did a sitcom, and all they asked her about on the sitcom questions was about the monkey, which is very. <laughs> Which is a very we, we just thing. was obsessed with it. But even in this, so we'll talk about. It. I yeah. want to talk about that segment later. But that was yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Normally you would get the host out, you get the segment. So we didn't get that. But we did get a great sort of a, a thing where you saw the correspondence that Live mm-hmm. had, which was Claudia Cohen reporting from the daytime Emmys. And once again, that's what this show really was. This was for both people in New York, but people around the country. You get to be a New Yorker for an hour every day. Okay. You get to see the glitz and glamour of what's going on in New York. We're gonna because not it's not just you know. You know, you watch the Tonight Show now, and you can sometimes you know it's in New York, but not really. Right. You know, talk shows are sort of generic now. This show was New York through and through, um, probably like Stern is to some degree. But this show, really, you know, if the big events and, and you know, so they they took the daytime Emmys and they had the pre-tape. Um, that, you know. I'll be honest, that kind of surprised me. I did not expect a pre-taped segment with like a correspondent, something like the like a Daily Show correspondent or something, essentially. Yeah. No, Claudia was regular. She was sort of also 
also the reporter about town. I mean, because Regis, Regis just went and experienced it, and we hear his stories about it. Right. She would actually go to events or premieres or whatever, sort of like um, what's the guy on on Jimmy Kimmel's show yeah. uh, who goes out and uh, I know who you're talking uh, about the guy with the mustache. The yeah, exactly. But you know, so that's what that's what she did, Claudia, and they may have had some others or others, but but it was great because you see in this segment we got to see a very young uh, Ricky Martin, right, and a very young <laughs> um, Sarah Michelle Geller too. At a very young, 18 years old, as a matter of fact. She had just turned 18 that year, which was amazing because I just Googled. She talks about the things that her character was doing on the soap, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, it's like the little Sarah Michelle was quite young, but she was she was amazing. And and, and, and Ricky Martin, you know, of course, Claudia has to show off uh, her, her, you know, he asked him to show him his body off. Thankfully, there were not any other jokes about, so who are you dating, Ricky? Yeah. Um, that didn't come up. But no, it was great. And, and of course, I would have loved about the segment, too. It was very clear. Um, Claudia. Claudia Cohen sort of uh, pre-taped her uh, questions uh, and, you know, reaching out of the microphone. Clearly, it was not only Claudia, but other reporters who were out going around the daytime Emmys asking people for, for quotes because she it was it – was, you never saw Claudia actually with any of the celebrities. Right. She just sort of was seeing like – Thrusting a microphone into an anonymous uh, people, anonymous uh, person's uh, face. Anyway, yeah, that's... I just mumbled that, but but it was it was it was fun. It was great to see the the energy of the daytime Emmys, which you know, in 1995, soaps were still pretty darn big. Yeah, um, that was um, uh, probably near the end of their 80s through seven, uh, 70s through 90s peak. I'd say probably. Well, when was OJ? OJ was 94, correct? Yeah, so it was about a year. Yeah, after so that. it was it was. Yeah, so they were they were starting to fade already, but they were still they still strong enough that you know, daytime Emmys aired on network TV in prime time. Yeah, now that they air on like Roku or something, I don't know if they air at all. <laughs> I think they're on um, uh, airport TV. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're the one at the gas stations. Um, yes, it's exactly that's no, that's exactly right. It's on, it's on the gas station. So, my other observations is just a complete noob to it. It was. It was so targeted at housewives in a way that I've seen before. In, like I watched uh, for uh, the previous version of this of our of this podcast, uh, the David Letterman daytime show, morning show, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've watched a couple of other older game shows and things like that, but they weren't quite as. I mean, they do an entire segment, uh, probably the highlight, and I'll play a little bit of it here um, with Marlo Thomas about her spreading a issue of good housekeeping which just feels so quaint okay here's the uh new copy of uh, good housekeeping you know you can't be on you can't be on every cover although you certainly are at least your name is up here kathy lee katie joan and paula hair lessons from the stars we love I love these, uh... Not one I cooperated with, but I'm delighted to see Phil and Marlo You mean there. they didn't even call you about this? No, and got everything wrong in it, too. You mean that's the, okay. the hair yeah. thing? Yeah, that's all right. It's typical. <clears throat> but but you know, they got a great shot of Phil and Marlo. Oh, that's a great picture of Phil and Marlo, isn't, that isn't it? Yeah, very. And Marlo and Phil, their clashes, their kisses, their craziness, they keep them in love. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sounds so, like any other couple, doesn't it? <laughs> all right, well, you all know uh, Marlo. I mean, um... She needs really no introduction. She's really one of our finest actresses, and here she is, Miss Marlo Thomas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely the, the, the daytime audience was in fact housewives then. Uh, people were not, you know, putting this on their TiVo quite yet. Uh, <laughs> some people were recording it. I mean, I think there were, especially in New York, I think it. There were a lot of media people um, and people who, you know, I think it had a broader. It wasn't just women, but absolutely. 
Absolutely. It was, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, every episode of Regis and Kathy Lee was not about, you know, tips for housewives or, or tips for, you know, how to keep your man house clean, right. whatever. There were some shows you watch in the sixties and seventies. Oh, it really was yeah. just I mean, like, they called them just they, for the little lady. They called them women's shows specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, they would even be listed yes. in the TV guide. It would be like home comma women. Exactly. In fact, there was a show in the eighties or the nineties called the home show, right? Yes. Was, this, this, that was a continuation of the one from the fifties. Yeah. I did not know that. With, well, uh, you know, but yeah, Arlene Francis was the original host. But anyway, sorry, random. Well, well there you go. Random uh, there you go. Well, this is random access television. It we is. Expect that yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, no. It, this definitely um, it was it was very much uh, you know targeted, and that's and that's why Kathy Lee was such a key part of it. Kathy Lee was in fact you know try was playing the part of the typical american housewife regis was you know the dashing guy who was out around town like even though you know we are no one thinks of it, regis is young and he wasn't even young no. then but he was youngish right. um and he was he was snarky and he was like you know he like you know there's a reason david letterman liked him because he was a little snarky little edgy he shouts at some of the guests i mean it's what we loved about him and kathy lee was you know it was all an act right. but she was the wholesome you know that every she was raising her kids and oh my god and the little man and you know you know she, and, and you know she did the gym from the office look to camera better than he ever did a decade before he did it. <laughs> she absolutely did. She was she was just not ready to put up with with Regis's BS. Like half the time, she was just like, "Can you believe this guy? I have to put up with that the little man." You know, and, and look, look, Kathy Lee. If you, and it, there's a straight line between when host chat and what she did uh, when she's on the Today Show, the third or fourth or eighteenth hour of the Today Show. Uh, you know, where she became drunk housewife. You know, she was just continuing sort of that. You know, the the she was in the nineties. In 80, she was, you know, every mom raising the kids, right. household housewife. And then she became, the kids are gone, everyone's retired, uh, She, but she's, you know, she has nothing to do with her days, and so she just does a little day drinking and everything's fine. Um, and her, her politics aside, or whatever she is, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy Lee was 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 very much um, in many ways Regis is equal and that probably had some tension mm-hmm. um, I mean look Regis is a legend in a way that Kathy Lee will never be to me uh, because I'm biased I just think Regis is just just he goes back well, to old Hollywood he and he's just and he he also just loved being on air in a way that few people do uh, he, he just he would he would probably been a, a guest on a talk show another talk show every night of the week if he could have he totally would have right and kathy lee was just sort of she was very much of a she was you know i'm becoming famous now and you know you could see at one point uh regis points out on the cover of good housekeeping that they have you know included <laughs> kathy lee she's not on the cover marlo is right. but there's a cover line that says you know kathy lee's hairdos and kathy lee's just basically lies lies i'm like i'm thinking like uh, seriously, Kathy, yeah. like, there's no way that your publicist didn't vet every word of that, but you just have to like continue the whole like, oh, no one asked me, and oh, it's it's tough out being in the spotlight. You know, just she she was definitely the downside of Kathy Lee is that she definitely felt entitled, and we see you know, mm-hmm. and maybe some of that is some gender uh, yeah, we'll, roles. We'll get into that you know, things here a little and, bit, and some sexism on my part. Yeah. but uh, but yes, but I do want to just say one last thing though, which is that Kathy Lee absolutely. Is in her own way. She, even though I put Regis above her mm-hmm. uh, because he's an icon, uh, she is also legendary in many ways, and she is underrated for just how good she was. I, I actually wish that she would have stayed on uh, the, with Regis longer, and I think maybe there was some tension. I don't know what happened yeah. there. I still don't. But 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 she she was great. She was a key part of that, and and um, you know she deserves props for that. So, get into a little history. So, what happened next after 1985? How did we get to this show in 1995? So, 
Uh, we come back now to 1985 in New York City. Regis was hosting the popular morning show called The Morning Show, not to be confused with the Apple Plus TV series for WABC, and with the need of a new co-host, in came Kathy Lee. Also, around this time, about six months later, the show got a new executive producer, a 24-year-old named Michael Gilman. Ah, Gilman. The combination of the two hosts, uh, especially during those improvised host chat segments, and Gilman's producing took the already number one show to new heights of success. In 1988, the show went national, ditching its generic title and gaining the show title Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Also, by this time, Kathy Lee, who, as far as I can tell, never used the Epstein-Epstein name professionally, had married NFL player and Monday Night Football commentator Frank Gifford, taking his last name as her on-screen name up till this day. And so we'll talk about the rest of the show, and then I'll tell you about what happened after 1995 uh, in a little bit, although we've already given hints because sometimes uh, Joe knows more than me <laughs> about what's going on in this particular case. So let's see. After that, there was oh, so many guests. There was this... Uh, God, there was a guest like who was an Olympian, and he was like the first build, and that was one of the most boring segments I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I I may have spent I I may, you know okay should I admit this I may have fast forwarded a little bit through that um I'll, but it's or I also just googled him to remember and read his Wikipedia and the two wives he would ultimately have and you know allegations of cheating oh, which he of denied yeah um, but 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 he although he mostly I will say this mostly he he seemed to he's he's still a commentator for NBC Sports I think in Olympics mm-hmm. and he seems to have been generally gen, generally okay I think he's still friends with one of the ex wives and they do a charity thing you know he has an amazing story I don't think he totally he didn't go full Tanya Harding or anything yeah um, I, he he's he's pretty fine I, but it was I, sad. I, yeah, I was thinking was, of maybe I was thinking of maybe pulling some clips but I don't want to put our audience to sleep um, no because you will fall he, he was he was like, the kid was the guy was only thirty years old he already had a kid and and very nice guy. But but you could watch paint dry. Right. But I'm sure for 1995 audience coming a year after the 94 Olympics, where he was a big star, it was a big deal. He, to he see got this a standing guy, ovation. You know? He got the biggest reception of anybody there. Uh, it's people love their hero, right. their their Olympians. You know, especially then. Yeah, so, so and then they had uh, an actress yeah, from 30 something. Oh, I'm sure that you remember the name of. Uh, Patricia Wedding, yes, who was who I didn't even realize that you know she's actually married to one of the guys from the show, which I, I probably should have known at some point, but uh, I didn't realize that. And they were starring together in a TV movie, of course. Yeah. So you had one of the things that this show was also known for, like all mm-hmm. talk shows. Uh, she was there to plug, and she plugged oh, away. And she and was I, she was the best plugger of them all. I swear, the clip they played was longer than their interview. <laughs> Yes, um, um, it, like I said, this 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 show felt like it was it was not the most typical show, but they, it was, the clips were a lot longer than I remember. I feel like they were just phoning this in, like getting it in the half yeah. hour before they left for a plane for Branson. <laughs> exactly. uh, but but yeah, but 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 no, Patricia Wedding was great. And by the way, the good news is she's still married to her husband, who I am going to look up his name uh, because it's going to drive Ken Olin. Ken Olin, yes. That's- Yes, 30-something do. Uh, and the thing is, they were married in 1982, so they were married before 30-something, and they barely, they didn't have a lot of time together on camera, she was saying. Right. It was nice seeing her. Uh, a fun fact, she last tweeted in 2014. Oh. No no indication why, what happened. Yeah. I think she's still around. I think she's okay. I don't see anything. She just decided uh, to stop stop tweeting. I, I wish I could say the yes. same someday, but uh, what else do I got to do in the middle of <laughs> We all could yeah. do. So then... Then there was Jennifer Aniston, who they talked to because they barely knew who she was, and uh, there was—I didn't know if she was as much of a nepo baby, so to speak, as she was, because they really, Regis really liked talking about everybody's parents on this show, everybody's uh, of parents, because he probably knew them. 
Uh, yeah, he was a and he was a star bleeper. I mean, he just he loved like his as stars. I mean, he knew everyone who was great, and yes, and and I, I just love that Jennifer. Thank goodness she knew exactly who her dad played. She was like, yes, Victor Kariakis, who by the way, uh, her dad actually just recently passed away oh. within the last few months. Wow, and he and yeah. knowing soap operas, he was probably playing the character until the day he died. I he really was, and in fact, they sort of had to write him off uh, off camera. Wow. But yes, uh, actually, maybe he died last year. I think his episode just finally <laughs> aired because yeah. Days were Alive now tapes about five years in advance. Jesus Christ. So. Uh, yeah. Good work if you can get it. So, and then they they talked about that. I'm going to play a little bit of that because they were talking about the monkey, and I found this the most Regis-y segment, probably because he was kind of he also was seemed a little aroused at the beginning of the segment. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, slightly. Go ahead and play that. Let me ask you something. What happened to the monkey on the on the show? <laughs> I miss the monkey. You do? Yeah. A lot of people miss the monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, the monkey just you know. Uh, Really, it was just hard to... It was becoming about the monkey and not about the friends. Oh, oh. <laughs> the monkey just stole too many scenes, huh? Way too many. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Hours Monkeys can be nasty little monkey. creatures, too. They, have, they wear diapers, right? They have to... No, this is a, this was a chapuk a chapukin, a capuchin monkey, and capuchin. it didn't... She didn't wear diapers. Capuchin, yeah. She just... She'd, she didn't need those... Right in the middle of the room, she would... Sure. <laughs> She was your monkey. (laughs) Good girl. So that was the end of that. Then they had a little quick outro where they were talking about Mel Gibson again. And uh, we're going to play that after the end of the end of our credits here. And that was the show. It moved very, very, very quickly. But this was, as you said, an unusual episode for us to pick. By the way, we have a random access, uh, random access television YouTube playlist. So if you just search for that, it has all of the episodes that we can put onto YouTube that don't get blocked including this one on there. I loved I loved Jennifer Aniston on the show. She was uh, she was great. She was like I guess she was like 26 years old then, Zach. I mean, I know she was a baby, but it's just like she 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 was so mature. She was talking about buying her first house. Um, and and yes, and Regis definitely got a little horny for her. He just sort of stood there and but then of course Kathy Lee came in and sort of like called him out on his nonsense. Uh, it was so it was a, just it was a great interaction, very typical of the show. Yeah, I think um, of, and, of the stereotype that I had for the show going in, that was the segment that had the most of what I was expecting, just you know, seeing Daryl Hammond play him for decades or whatever, that was the most Regis he seemed. Exactly. Yeah, I think he snapped at her a few times, like, "What are you talking about?" Like he was just like he was not. He just that was part of his stick. He was just like, "Jesus, you idiot!" Like, but but it never came off that way. It was never even in a Letterman sense of that way. They, they, I mean, that's it's really why they got along so well, and they were sort of together because Regis, in many ways, was the kinder, gentler Dave. Right. Um, and and Dave was just crankier and probably more alcoholic. So it just you know, uh, and not as mellow as you know, and didn't have a, a wife like Joy. Uh, but but it was just you know, it was yeah, it was that by the yeah, it was it was great, and and you also saw some of that. By the way, Joy also did make an appearance on this episode. She was in the uh, daytime Emmy segment where they actually showed Joy and uh, uh, Regis, uh, you know, at their table kibitzing, uh, and and Regis like complaining about something about Joy, and Joy complaining about Regis, and 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 which again, it just it was a wonderful mirror because it showed you exactly how Regis and and Kathy Lee were sort of the the TV version of Regis and Joy, yeah. and Joy would of course guest host the show many times, and it was good but it was never the same just as by the way spoiler alert uh, the current host of the show are married um and and it's not quite exactly the same they're sort of boring together as my mom who still watches uh but not as much now because she just can't stand uh you know her husband the current husband 
so what happened next? Well, the episode we watched from 1995 was probably near the height of their show's initial success. And shortly thereafter, scandals began to hit the show, or more specifically, Kathy Lee herself. Uh, 1996, she signed a deal with Walmart to produce a clothing line, but it soon came out afterwards that the uh. clothes were being produced in a Central American sweatshops using child labor. They were getting 31 cents a day, uh, a scandal that went all the way to a congressional hearing, and that certainly didn't help the show. What did help the show, surprisingly though ratings-wise, was the revelation in 1997 that her husband, Frank Gifford, had had an affair. Yeah, I remember that being on every tabloid for about a year. Um this actually boosted the ratings, as many people were sympathetic to her. The Clinton effect. Yep, but she got savage, and this because this is where I started to know who the heck she was. Saturday Night Live and every Mad TV and everybody who could do a halfway decent Regis impression was doing some sort of thing making fun of her, and you know, probably. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say probably. Quite sexist in a lot of these ways. Uh, they yeah. they really really hated her in a way that they didn't hate uh the 90s was really the era of women hating in the media but um mm -hmm. and uh so that happened and also during this time regis hosted for him what must have felt like yet just another talk show and then who wants to be a millionaire became the number one show on tv i swear it was on four hours a week at its peak it was that's you're not i think it might have been five at some oh, weeks Lord. Uh, they, they ran into the ground i remember true story uh we at variety did a story talking about the fact that you know maybe they were airing it too much because the ratings were starting to go down just a little bit head of abc was furious with this it's like you don't know what you're talking about you know my my colleague at the time rick kissel and i were just sort of taken to the woodshed uh anyway within six months like uh the show with six months where you the show was canceled uh or or the specials and 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 Moy braun was well he'd stay for a few more years because of lost and everything but but just uh, yeah i mean come on it's 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 a game show. Twenty one didn't wasn't going to last that long forever, even if it hadn't had the scandal. I mean, it's just you know, it's phenomenons happen. I don't know. Uh, it was a shame what happened with Kathy Lee because uh, we all were guilty of it, and she was. Look, she did herself no favors. She the, the a little bit of the Christian preaching and 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 a little smarmy, and she played the victim, but whatever, and and but whatever. But she was really really good, and and it you know, and and look, who knows what was went on with backstage? I think you know there probably was some sort of tension there, and and you know, Regis had an ego. Go too, you know, and, and did Regis earn that ego? Yes, it was Regis' show. Um, and anyone who came on out, and we saw that happen again with, well, you'll yeah. tell what happened to the rest of the show. Eventually, you know, the pressure and also having still young children got, and Kathy Lee decided to exit the show, leaving in July of 2000. So after a brief duration of rotating co-hosts on February 5th, 2001, the show became live, exclamation point, with Regis and Kelly. with new co On September 5th? February 5th, it says. February 5th of 2001. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, not... Well, that did affect it. Uh, I know where you're going with that. September 2001 yeah, yeah, live yeah. TV. Uh, they were off for a couple of weeks, but I guess they never directly addressed it. Well, but also, Kelly, it's, it's, no, I, I, for, I got confused there. I thought that uh, I originally heard that it was May 2001. I was like, wait a second. That was like, so just, you know, uh, yeah. So so Ke uh, Kelly, the next host, had a little bit of time to prepare for what happened. Yeah. She was live on the air when that happened. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, former uh, soap opera actress, Kelly Ripa, who was also on the... I don't know if her, her sitcom went on at the same time as that or not. I know that it... No, it was, it was a few it, years later. It overlapped later. at some point, but but yeah, it was a few years later. So and this is the format that I watched actually a little bit more than anything, and it didn't really have that husband mm -hmm. and wife thing so much as the uh, dad and... Mom and dad. Mom and, yeah, dad, dad and kid. With dad and daughter. The yeah. daughter was just like, oh, dad, rolling her eyes sort of situation. <laughs> that, that That's kind of what I got. That, that version lasted until 2011 when we just decided to retire of sorts uh leaving the show to kelly who is 
currently on her third permanent host. Uh, the first one being Michael Strahan, the NFL player and uh, Good Morning America host, and the host of everything, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, after that, now it is currently her husband, actor Mark Consuelos, and apparently it's not very good, according to Joe's mom. <laughs> Mama Mojo is not a fan as much, uh, but, um, you know, it's it's still fine. Uh, it's, uh, it's It really is an amazing thing that that show has survived. And, and by the way, Gilman is still the producer, though, yeah. as well. Gilman was the producer in 85, or 95 when we watched it. He's still producer now. I think Art Moore may or may not still be involved. Um, you know, uh, he was he's seen briefly on the show, too. Um, and in my brain, he'll but, uh, always look like Chris Kattan looking put upon because <laughs> it's 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 quite a format. The format is durable. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the final version of the show will be with Kelly and her husband. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah, and, and, and who knows? It could, unless, of course, what could also happen is, is you know, everything could, old is new again. Um, you know, at some point it could once again be just a New York TV show. I mean, it's, it's um, not like particularly it's expensive. I could see daytime talk shows like this being one of the last things still around if daytime yeah. is still on network yeah. at all. It's going to be talk shows yeah. uh, like this because they, uh, they, they're cheap and they promote the other shows on the other networks, you know. This is a right. and 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 there, yeah, and they're still all over. I mean, it's it's why we have like eighteen hours of local news now, right? Because it's just to say, you know, it's just it, it, this is at least is better than local news because it's you know not depressing, and it's um, not literally just uh, repeated. Exactly, exactly the same thing over and over and over again. So as for Regis and Kathy Lee themselves, well, after an eight-year break from the spotlight, Kathy Lee joined the Today Show's light and breezy and drunk uh, fourth hour uh, at, with co-host Hoda Kotb. And in some markets, like the one that I grew up in, it actually aired against the Regis and Kelly show. Uh, There she had an 11-year run before she herself went into semi-retirement in 2019. Uh, She's hosted a couple of, you know, she appears in like Hallmark movies from time to time, things like that. But that's that's about all she does, although she's probably not Hallmark anymore because they're the... They're the woke ones. Yeah, they're just just too extreme. Yeah, too extreme. She has to appear on the was it GAC? Great American Christianity or what a, exactly country, but yeah. yes, it's yeah. Uh, so Regis, he never really retired. He was constantly making guest appearances on other shows. He was constantly taking over as guest host when other shows, uh, when other hosts like uh, Letterman and Piers Morgan were on vacation. He would take over their shows. He actually had a daily sports talk show for about a year huh. on a. Uh, Fox Sports 1, uh, but eventually age gets to us all, and Regis uh, passed away in July of 2020 at the ripe old age of 89. Uh, Kathy Lee's still still with us, and that's that's that. Uh, that is Regis and Kathy Lee's story in a 40-minute or so nutshell. Yeah, it's uh, Regis. Regis is um, just one of my favorite people of all time, mm. just as a TV personality. I mean, he, Your lunch he with him. True... You have to go talk about your lunch I... with him. Well, yes, I was just going to say that he's, you know, he's a true old school broadcaster along the lines of Larry King, who's also someone good, although Lawyer was a different kind. He was more of a radio guy who did TV. Um, uh, but but Regis was, he, he just loved what he did and he was a natural communicator. He was simply just himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and by the way, you see that with Dick Clark. You know, it's why, as much as I, I, I don't hate Ryan Seacrest, he is natural to some degree, but he just, he doesn't feel like you ever really get the true 
Ryan who's right. talking. He's just sort of a, he's a mogul trying to do an imitation of Dick Clark and Regis Philbin and all that, you know. Um, and, 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 and Regis is, and, and Regis, he really truly, what you saw on the show, that sort of love of New York, that love of, of the gossip and what's going on and who's this, you know, I got to see that firsthand when I, you know, moved to New York and, uh, oh, I was in New York for a while, but in 1998, uh, I went from the New York Post to Variety and became covering the, the East Coast uh, TV scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant covering you know, the news divisions and syndication and daytime. And suddenly, you know, the, that show was in my bailiwick. And and so we just found out about it somehow. And it's like, oh, the new guy at Variety, East Coast. Uh, and I got a call from publicist and it's like, going to lunch. I'm like, oh, really? And here's what's amazing. Like, normally something like that now, you know, in most stars today, it would be going to their offices and, and probably going off to the side of an executive dining room. Or maybe you'd meet like, you know, someplace that was right up the street from the studio. No, Regis Philbin came all the way down to Variety's offices, which were in downtown, um, sort of the the twenties, uh, East twenties or uh, West twenties in in New York, and and which is quite a schlep because uh, uh, Regis and Kelly taped uh, on by uh, the Upper West Side. Okay. This uh, this is where 60, I have to so. reveal to you in general. Uh, I know nothing about the geography of New York. I have never been there, and I I don't ah. know. And for listeners, well, basically, just think it's 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 yeah. very easy no. that, that it's all like everything's in alphabets and numbers. Yeah, I mean, and it's I, up, I, down, I can right, figure so. it out through context and through. I'm just you know, I'm just telling you and just kind of a trying to. I, the closest I have ever been to New York is I went to Newark Airport and could see the skyline from there. That's the closest I have ever been to New York City. So, <laughs> oh man, well, well, no, it's so anyway. He he basically just trying to think. He had to. It probably would have taken a good half hour even with the car service, and that's without traffic to get down there. So he he slept a little bit, yeah. and I, I didn't I didn't I didn't insist for that. He's like, no, I'll come eat you down there. I'm like, okay. And uh, we had a lunch in Chelsea, and and you know it was an early lunch, like around twelve, because I'm sure he you know he 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 called it a day by probably three o'clock since he started so early. Uh, so it was a little early lunch. I seem I seem to remember that because the, the the restaurant was not very busy. Um, and it was great. He just he he wanted to know what the gossip was. We talked about the business, the industry, you know. And it was just uh, I'm sure I made a fool out of myself. I, I hastened to think what I said, or like, is thinking now. I'm like I can't imagine myself like being like you know casually having lunch with Regis Philbin. And it wasn't an interview. I wasn't you know it wasn't for a story. It wasn't for anything like that. There were and there was no publicist. There were no handlers. It was just Regis walks in by himself. We sat talked, and then he, his car came and. His car might even drop me off for all I know. I don't know. Like, but you know, it was it was amazing, and it just it struck me. You know, that also showed not that I was important, but that he was a schmoozer. Right. He liked to know. Like, I was a journalist. You know, I didn't. I wasn't the editor of Variety. I didn't have any power. I was a kid. I was back then. I was. This would have been. I would have been less than thirty years old. Um, and you know, he had to have known that. I think maybe not. <laughs> maybe he got back and said, I, "Why the hell didn't someone tell me I was with this kid, Gilman? He makes you look like a senior he, citizen." I suspect he wouldn't. Have cared one way or the other no he wouldn't because he just wanted to schmooze he wanted to know what i knew he was also thinking hey this guy might write about my ratings can't hurt if he has a connection he was just he you know he didn't need i'm sure he had publicists but you know again it showed the difference between him and kathy lee who kathy lee did have handler i mean i don't know this for a fact but i'm certain she had handlers i'm certain it was and and look Partially because she needed to. She had, as you mentioned, the media was sexist and, and hate women, and she was, you know, like the page six. Page six would never say anything negative about. Uh, page six, by the way, is the mm-hmm. gospel call from the New York Post. Um, you know, it would never say anything 
negative about Regis, probably because Regis called and gave them tips all the right. time. Um, but 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 uh, and maybe about Kathy Lee, I don't know. But Kathy Lee was constantly so Kathy Lee did need some protection, right? Mm-hmm. She needed handlers because she was a little bit under attack in the media, the National Enquirer, and all of that. So I, I get that, you know, fame, especially Regis didn't become. Kelly became, even though she was, sorry, Kelly, (laughs) Kathy Lee became, you know, even though she had been on Name That Tune and had done some stuff before, you know, she really became famous, like, within the space of a couple of years. She goes on this platform, becomes big, huge, whatever, all the offers, everything, you know, boom. That's tougher than Regis, who sort of came of age in the 50s and 60s and slowly and had ups and downs and was more stable. And it was, you know... It was a different time. We didn't even mention, by the way, Kathy Lee, also best known for her Carnival Cruise Line commercials. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the morning, in the evening, ain't we got fun? Oh, Lord. Carnival's that got was the her, fun. wasn't it? Yes. I, didn't that she also do like Kathy Nutrisystem Lee. or some one of those things as well? Oh, I'm sure everyone did Nutrisystem. Yeah. Back. Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig, one of them, which, everyone which went was on a all diet, the, and they got paid This particular version we saw on YouTube had most of the ads in it, and that was most of the ads. Okay. It was various diet products, was, so... Exactly, because it was aimed towards that audience, and yeah, and got some of the claims of the '90s. My God, they make internet uh, links look sort of safe. Yes. It's like it's it's uh, cybergenic, or whatever. It was probably like God knows what was in it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it was like uncut fen-fen, you know. But, um, you know, it, it, it or probably just cocaine, actually, back then, even in the 90s. So, yeah, it was uh, – I, I, I love that show. Yeah. And Michelle Greppi, again, was very smart to tell me to get onto it. And I, I would watch it for many years. Uh, I eventually would get away from it, and, and especially when I moved to Los Angeles, because it just – you go to Los Angeles, there's no there there. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it didn't feel did you, quite the same. But it, did was, you switch, it was good. And, and I, when you went to L.A., did you switch to KTMA for your morning news? KTLA? KTMA. Oh, LA. Yeah, yeah. KTLA. Yeah, KTLA. You know, yes, people did watch KTLA on Channel 5 uh, with Sam Rubin, who was the Hollywood guru, who would always steal stories from Variety and not give us credit, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we didn't we didn't notice that at all, did we? No, no. not bitter about uh, it either. Never, never at all, right. And and also Channel 11, Good Day LA, uh, which, uh, again, we just might have hosted at some point. Who knows? Yeah. But, um I loved watching this episode and I'm going to probably seek out more. And I wish, you know, if you know me on Twitter, you know, I'm constantly saying, why isn't this show on streaming? I think everything should be on streaming. I just want to live in a, in an ocean of nostalgia. Um, I mean, thankfully YouTube is YouTube. It is getting less and less content scrapey every year. They, they, they pull every less and less stuff. I swear every year because the, well, that's the good. more you go on YouTube. I mean, there there was a half a dozen episodes for me to choose from, and that was just after a five second search. That's great, and 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 this one also, by the way, it had clips from Friends and some other things, which I thought, oh my god, is someone getting it out? But apparently not, which is good. It's how it should be because this stuff, you know, <laughs> the only thing that promote that that clip of Friends that happens to be in this old episode of Regis and, and Kathy Lee is going to do is say, oh, I should go watch an episode of Friends on HBO Max. So guess what, Warner Brothers, you just won mm-hmm. with a thirty year old uh, clip, <laughs> uh, still bringing in viewers. Um, you know, so. Um, uh, but but it's 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 um it, it's just it's fascinating because it is again this wasn't the most ideal episode right. but it still gave you enough of a flavor of just sort of like it's so great to know what people were talking about what people were thinking then and and I don't understand you know except I do understand Disney owns the rights to the show um, and they have no desire there's not a big enough business right. uh, but these episodes would absolutely be compelling for a fast channel or something to just sort of see like you know see where the stars were then you know and and because so many seeing Jenna, young Jennifer Aston and, and you know there, there, weren't, there weren't very many musical performances so it'd be easy to clear mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's it's fascinating stuff and it's a it's you know What's interesting to me is 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 the television generation from the 50s, 60s on. It's the first time you had sort of this real life 
real-time documentation with video mm. of culture, right. right? You know, before you would you could read magazine articles, and there were some radio newscasts, but little, not much thrives of those. Um, you know, but here you've got, you know, for especially from the '70s and '80s on, you've just got literally tens of thousands of hours, probably, of real-time history happening, whether it's the Today Show, whether it's Regis and Kelly, Regis and Kathy Lee, um, you know, all these shows that we're on. And it's like, I, they need to be out there because, you know, in about 50 years, people are really going to want to know what was like life in, in America in the 70s and 80s and, and in the 90s. And these shows tell that story. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a wonderful snapshot. It is. All right. So uh, I kind of regret, it. I guess it always did have that New York sheen to me and as a, a lifelong West Coaster I have always resisted anything that was too New York. I'm getting better in my old age, but if it, you know, the accents and the the, the celebration of everything and just kind of... They love themselves. In well, yeah, sure. and I mean, they are the cultural capital of the U.S., but I do at some points, especially when I was younger, resent the fact that I could probably know more about local businesses in, in New York City than the suburb, the next suburb over where I grew up, because just by osmosis, you would just see that on the tv all the time but uh i kind of regret it you know regis was fun kathy lee she did the and, she did some great stuff yeah and and what's also by the way you mentioned that Zach, and it's also just depending where you are though especially by the 90s and 2000s like I, in the 70s and 80s there were a lot more cities and it, it's still it's still to be a pretty big city mm-hmm. to get this but there were there were shows like this in local markets in ohio you know that's where that's where oprah got her start on am chicago and and phil donahue as well and 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 in los angeles and and ohio and minneapolis and you know, and and you do see some of those shows now on local TV. There are still a few. If you go on some of the fast platforms, you right. can go and like on Tubi and see local stations from around the country. And there are surprisingly there are some where you'll have, but but it it's not really the same. It's sort of like the same can segments of promoting whatever movies out or 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 you know they're all owned by three different station groups. So it'll be sort of the same experts. It's 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 not no. quite the same, but I there mean, is. We, uh, it, I I grew up in Market uh, Number Thirty, Sacramento, so we had a little bit of that in the radio. Specifically radio, we were kind of a big place for radio because Rush Limbaugh started there and we had one of the few clear channels. Uh, A clear channel station is something that has a large uh, breakthrough. So uh, as a large signal, uh, they had an AM station 1530 there who you can pick up at Oregon and you can pick up in Los Angeles. It's, it's, It's huge. So we had that a lot with local radio. But not so much. I mean, we just got San Francisco and L.A.'s leavings, essentially, as far as local programming go. Same, right. But I bet you about 20 years before that, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some shows that were a lot like that on the Sacramento market. It's, Maybe not. Um, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if in the 70s and 80s they, they might have had that. Maybe not Sacramento. I, yeah, I've looked into it uh, outside of a local child uh, children's show host, Captain Mitch. They really they really didn't have much at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, so maybe it's more of a top twenty market. So yeah, it was it was it was it wasn't a thing. But you're right. It 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 you know every city deserves that, and and I think you know it's a shame that we don't see more of that now, uh, because it really is just it's it's um, uh, you know that's the great thing that local TV can and should do, which is really um, get into the community and, and and serve the community. And unfortunately, you know, like so many good things in America that have gone to hell over the last twenty years, you know, consolidation has meant that you know you've got these companies like five different companies, if if that, almost the TV stations in America, and they are not interested in trying to make a business that works just for that market. They're interested in like the bigger picture of what their hedge fund or their stockholders think, as opposed to sort of like, hey, you know, we we made five hundred thousand dollars last year, 
Ernie, that was a great year. So, right. you know, you, there'd be one guy who owned a local TV stations, and he made a nice living. He was rich. He was a, a pillar of the community. Uh, but he didn't make that much money because the TV station didn't have to, and everything was great. Yep. You know, I mean. That, yeah. that was the dream. So. Uh, this is for, for off uh, mic, essentially. But living in market 153 now, it's. It's oh my god! So <laughs> there are there are four local stations, uh, plus PBS, which is just out of Portland. So two of them are Sinclair. Um, one of them is a locally owned whatever. They have like six or seven stations, but they're all in Oregon and Northern California. So they're the only one that I actually appreciate. And the Fox affiliate. <laughs> you've shown the, you've shown their program. That one's crazy. Well, right? yeah, it's not only crazy. They show like movies, and every single day, every single morning, they show a dog show show, like like oh dog competitions and stuff. Um, they have like local. That's awesome. I know it's great. It's 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 just like the old days. They have a local talk show who's she's terrible, and she's just interviewing like school council members and things like that. And and they actually they they sign off every night. They still sign off every night. Your station signs off, man. Do they have? Are they on the internet? Do they like actually have I like? Do they think, live stream their uh, shows? No, no way in hell that they live stream. Um, they actually they uh, they play a local country so station uh, overnight with some graphics for. Lo- I mean, oh my and god! I used to watch their local movie every day, and it was great because the biggest advertiser. I remember I was watching one movie, and it was like every commercial break, it was the local wig store at the mall. <laughs> I love it. And, That's what TV should exactly. be. It's sort of like, oh my god, what's the station? Do you know the call letters I off the head? But if you Google Oregon's Fox, you'll get it. Um, and they're. I think their news, their local news, is um, from a Sinclair station in Portland, and it's delayed by like an hour or two. I mean, urgent. Oh my! Dish Network has dropped them. Uh, Oregon's news. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, hey, all, all right. right. So, so, it is time to fire up the computer here. Our ENIAC, get it going. Get those little things going. All right. It has spit out for us. <laughs> what will it pick? I'm nervous. <laughs> the Dumont Network Children's Show, Johnny Jupiter. We're going Dumont. Dumont. Oh my lord! The Forgotten Network, Dumont. Dumont. Wow. Uh, originally wow. Aired I from uh, from 1953 to 1954. There are several episodes on well, YouTube. We'll put one in our playlist, and we'll watch one or two, and talk to you next week yes. um, here on Random Access Television. Take care, everybody. Wow. 80 years. My gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Random Access Television. If you'd like to contact us, the podcast is on Twitter, which is also known as X, who is secretly Speed Racer's brother, at RATVPod, or you can email us at RATVPod at gmail.com. My social handle on Twitter, Blue Sky and Threads, is TelevisionaryZW, and Joe is on Twitter and Blue Sky as TVMojo. That's Joe with an E, Mo without. If you like the show, or even if you don't and just feel bad for us, please do us a favor and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your podcaster of choice. It really helps us get the word out. So thanks again. Y'all come back now, you hear?
All right, we'll be coming to you from Branson for the next three days, and hey, I need a tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, Mel Gibson's going to be there. <laughs> All right? See you then, everybody. We're looking forward to it. Some members of our studio audience will receive the following. Central Junior Vitamins feature Shamu and his crew. Fun shapes bursting with fruit flavors. Central Junior still more complete than any leading brand. A gift from Kazal, makers of the 969 sunglass featuring removable side shields and 21st century design. Kazal, available at finer optical and sunglass stores. Highlands Calms Forte, the all-natural homeopathic sleep aid. Calms Forte is nature's answer for a good night's sleep. Use as directed. Want to go curly and add fullness to your hair? Get Wash and Curl Shampoo. Its curl enhancers work right in the shower. Wash and Curl, the curling shampoo. Tomorrow on Live, Wednesday and Thursday from Branson, Missouri, Mel Gibson, Andy Williams, Jakob Smirnoff, Wayne Newton, Tony Orlando, Glenn Campbell, Charlie Bride, and Bobby Vinton.